welcome to Not Just Rainbows and Unicorns, a podcast made with love in Kalamazoo, Michigan by Nicole and Michael Van Putten. We take topics that we find interesting and we get together each weekend and we talk about them. You can visit us online at notjustrainbows.net. There you can use show notes, add your comments, or send us suggestions for future episodes. It seems as if each weekend there is some kind of new software challenge to be able to navigate in order to record our amazing podcast. Yes. You're so patient. I was just doing my stuff. So here we are. Uh, We are in a winter wonderland in the state of Michigan, in the southwest part of the state. How much snow have we gotten? I'd say we've had probably a foot and a half. And it all accumulated very quick. The first round of it was kind of light on the top surface and heavy as can be on the bottom. And we normally have been shoveling all of our snow, and we decided to call in air support, and we have... really magnificent new snowblower that we got. Yeah. Which is probably the nicest snowblower I have ever used. You did some kinds of crazy amounts of research to be able to find this thing. How how did you start this adventure? I googled snowblower. You <laughs> <laughs> googled snow. I really well, I did. I googled snowblower and most of the snowblowers that came up were just regular snowblowers, and I decided that I didn't want a, a gas and oil-powered snowblower because it takes maintenance that, quite frankly, I don't want to get involved with, and I don't want to have to be in charge of. Yeah. I have too much stuff going on. and You don't have time to play mechanic. Well, and I don't want to have to pay to have somebody else do it, and I don't want to have to deal with the delivery and the pickup and the appointments and all that stuff. So I looked at other options, and I just Googled zero maintenance snowblower because I didn't know if there was such a thing. Well, there is a thing. Well, it's not zero maintenance. You do have to maintain it in that you have to like put it away at the end of the season, so you have to clean it off with a hose but that's it and so we got a battery powered snowblower an electric snowblower it's not a plug-in snowblower it's a battery powered snowblower so it's not nearly as loud as a gas powered snowblower is yet its power is equivalent right and we got a two-stage version there's one stage and two stage And do not ask me what the difference is besides the amount of power, because I don't know exactly what that means. I just know that the two stage is more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you get a little bit of snow, go for the one stage, I guess. And there's there's a 21-inch, a 22-inch, and a 24-inch. And we just got the 24-inch because that's what we did. That's what we did. So... We have a battery-powered lawnmower that we really like, and so we went ahead and did this. And, yeah, um, I like it because it has zero emissions, and, you know, everything we can do to save our little planet that we live on is good deal. And it's uh, so far so good, I guess. I mean, you used it, it, it this morning. A, I used it this morning, and I, I cleared three and a half driveways with it. I cleared ours, our neighbors, the neighbor across the street, um, started the neighbor around the corner, and our driveway, I would probably say, was the equivalent of three driveways itself because I also snowblowed the front yard part where plows come by and pile up a bunch of snow on it. So I cleared a massive amount of area and yeah we live on a corner so we get we get dumped on we do we the plow comes around the corner and dumps an entire road worth of 
snow right at the end of our driveway. It is just, if you live on a corner, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. There is no way around it. No matter, there are tips, tips and tricks online. How to shovel your driveway if you live on a corner. It does not work. We have tried everything. We have tried the whole V shape, triangle shape, rectangle shape, shoveling out into your yard. It, it, it does not matter what you do. We tried all kinds of playbooks, all kinds of diagrams. We it, tried it all. It does not work. You're going to get snow at the end of your driveway. And Unless it's, and it's not the best, it's the worst kind of snow. It's it the is. slushy, it's, it's heaviest. Heavy, yeah, it's whatever the plow has plowed up from the entire street. And Unless you are out there when the plow goes by and you get a really nice plow guy. Last year, we had a really nice plow guy. And if I was out there like getting the mail or whatever, he was really, really nice. And I kind of felt badly because what he would do is he would go by once. And if I was standing at the end of the driveway, he would take all the snow. And instead of putting it at the end of our driveway, he would put it at the end of our neighbor's driveway, which... I'm sorry, Robbie and Shayla. I had this conversation with Robbie, though, so he totally knows this happened. But Robbie has this humongous tractor with a snowblower attached to it. So it wasn't like I was forcing him to shovel. He could just zip, zip and get all the snow done. So it wasn't a big deal for them. Yeah, Robbie makes our new advanced snow clearing uh, endeavors look kind of like a hobbyist. Yes, he has a humongous snow removal system. So the the snow's got to go somewhere. It it does. So I I understand the plow guy's conundrum. I do. But it still sucks regardless. So anyway, and the we weather have, report for today is more snow, right? Yeah, it's sunny outside right now, but the weather people their advice is just don't go out we were supposed to go swimming this morning with the girls but the swimming was canceled the uh it's the, indoor swimming too no we're not well, going into yeah. the polar bear challenge yeah. um the weather report is that we're supposed to get uh up to eight to ten inches more snow yeah it's supposed to be terrible again today so we have to we michael did the roof raking yesterday and we have to go out there again today and we'll probably have to do it again tomorrow yeah, so if you don't live in a place where you get a lot of snow, roof raking is where you pretty much shovel your roof. <laughs> yeah. You have this really long pole, and on the end of it is a what? It's a it's little a, scooper it, shovel. Yeah, it's like a it's it's not a rake, it's like a leaf rake. It's a flat metal thing, and it pulls the snow off of your roof so that first of all your roof can breathe a little bit, and your roof doesn't collapse from the weight of the snow and it helps things drain and it helps your roof be able to the snow doesn't build up and the ice doesn't build up in the gutters we have our heat tape turned on and it just it's a smart thing to do they are I'm, intentionally made out of aluminum because oh, it aluminum. makes it lightweight because once you have a couple of poles and have the scoop all the way up there the extra length is surprisingly heavy. So they build it out of aluminum so that you can actually lift it up, move it up about halfway up your roof, and then pull back down to bring the snow down. Yeah, I was looking out our windows yesterday, and I noticed that none of our neighbors roof rake. None of them. We're the only roof rakers. It's because we have declared a personal battle against ice dams because we don't like when they, the water... Because there, there will be some amount of heat that escapes the roof, so it melts the lowest layer of um, snow that's on the roof. That water then goes down, and when it hits a point where it's not really warm anymore, it refreezes, and that just builds up and builds up and builds up, and eventually you have a whole pool of water where it is warm that builds up behind that, that gets underneath the shingles and then comes yeah. inside your house and causes damage to walls and things like that. Right. And yeah, and I notice we are also the only people who don't get ice dams or buildup of ice in their gutters. So yeah. we're the only roof rakers, but we are also the only non-ice dam house And there the are street. ways to do construction to reduce the likelihood 
of dams like that, but we're living in a house that was built in what, the late 40s? 1949, and it was built by a person who I am convinced was either not psychologically sound or was An doing massive architect. amounts of drugs. And they or, never made it. <laughs> yeah, they just, they were not quite right in the head. Yeah. And our our house is a Cape Cod style house, which is probably not the right kind of house for this region. Yeah, it's called a shoot through, meaning you can shoot through the front door to the back door. That's that's what the, it's called. But the construction of the roof, the roof line goes down to the edge of the wall and pretty much meets exactly there in in the Midwest where you have more snow, there tends to be an overhang that they do, which prevents the ice dam problems or significantly reduces the ice dam problems, um, plus insulation and a lot of other factors. Yeah. We did have our house re-insulated, but still. And we have all new windows. I don't know. When it's we had a the, mess. the roof redone, too, we had... Uh, what what was the brand name of the stuff called? There's like a layer underneath it. Grace. Called it's, Grace. It's water. And it's barrier. a water shield that goes down and it's about halfway up the roof. It doesn't have to go all the way up. And it, it actually works for all of those parts. We probably wouldn't have to um, do the roof raking if it weren't for the fact that we have um, areas of the house that have a flat roof. So the upper story that comes out in the Cape Cod scale has a flat roof. And that one, even if it has grace on it, it's just the angles, the everything else. It has a propensity to build ice dams and then have water come down the inside of the walls and everything. Yep. So that's that's our, our deal. And to get up to that, I get to get an extension ladder out and climb all the way up under the second story from the, the ground floor. Yeah. Before we learned about all this and before we learned how to properly care for our house, that was something we would do at two o'clock in the morning when water would start to come in our house in the middle of the winter, which we did many times, which was not fun at two o'clock in the morning. Our dogs loved it. They thought it was a fantastical adventure, but we... Not so much. Yeah. Not so much fun to be woken by water dripping on your head <laughs> because no. snow is melting and yeah, it's not fun. So well, we got our game plan down. It hasn't been a problem for several years. We've repaired significant parts of the house from ice dam related issues. And, and part of it's just the challenge of if you own a house long enough, you're going to have some kind of water or plumbing problem or some kind of electrical work that has to be done or a new driveway or a new roof or it's just it's great fun owning a house don't do it <laughs> yeah so we have this new snowblower and i was looking at the prices and i noticed that the price without the battery was significantly less and i it didn't occur to me right away that the reason why is because these batteries are lithium batteries. And then it dawned on me because I had just purchased lithium batteries for our security cameras. Lithium batteries right now are super duper expensive. And so the batteries for this snowblower are ginormous lithium batteries. And so when I was watching YouTube videos about the snowblower, people were saying, well, the snowblower is expensive, but they were saying the price of it. And the price was about three to $400 less than what we paid. I was like, wait a minute, they bought this thing a, a while ago. Why did we pay more? And then it occurred to me that the lithium batteries, batteries were cheaper then. And so I looked it up and lithium is not a renewable resource. And it's not being recycled the way it should be because there is not a way to recycle it. So if you have lithium batteries and you're using them in your house like we are, um, like for your security cameras, if you have blink cameras or whatever, um, make sure that you recycle them because it's not a renewable resource. It's expensive. 
and companies are working on a way to renew, to recycle them, but it's not perfected yet. You can go to a website called Earth 911 and it will tell you the closest place to recycle your batteries. But it's very important that you do that. So, yeah. Save the planet. There you go. Kill it a little bit slower at the very least. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but Earth 911 is a really great website. I use it a lot for uh, figuring out what I can do with certain items and how to recycle them and where to recycle them. It's a, it's a pretty good website. So, yeah, visit it. And some of the, the weather experts I think you were sharing seem to think that what we're experiencing in terms of the volume and the quality of snow is um, related to the climate change stuff that has been happening and, and this may be the new normal like getting snow at this well, point in november is was this, unusual at one yeah, point in time this was chatter from my weather forum people so i mean these are just a bunch of weather people who enjoy weather chattering back and forth this wasn't anybody this oh, wasn't, wasn't scientists or no. five-star generals. <laughs> no, these weren't professional weather people. These were just weather forum people. It was a weather discussing. opinion forum, not a, a climate yeah. summit. But I've got to say, these people are usually really more accurate than the meteorologists you see on television and here in the news. They just, they're, we're all obsessed with the weather and we like to talk about it. And this is our opinion this is our theory that climate change is having an impact on the weather and we're going to see more weather like this so the hot weather is going to be super duper hot and instead of having a spring we're going to have just really hot summer really cold winter and it's just going to cycle around from extreme weather instead of mild weather that is our opinion hmm. yeah Fascinating. Thank you for that analysis. Yeah. That and was I, just I guess weird. I don't have to worry about the time that you're spending with odd people online. Well, I mean, we're weather people, I guess, if you want to worry about us talking about weather, I suppose. <laughs> it's, a, a, it's a whole movement. It's a whole community. These people that really, really like the weather. Yeah. It's a thing. Well... We, we did try a couple of things this past week. Um, we tried some different beverages. We tried some different online and digital entertainment. What do you think? Should we talk about these things next? Well, last week we talked about Dr. Pepper, and, and we also talked about ginger ale. So I, I tried to order more of my ginger ale, the Zevia ginger ale, and... I don't know if there's a ginger ale shortage. <laughs> that noise you hear is text messages because Michael snow blowed, snow blew. He he removed the snow from all of our neighbors' driveways, so now they're all texting us thanking him for removing the snow from their driveway. <laughs> um anyway, we uh we tried the uh I tried to order the the uh, ginger ale, the Zevia ginger ale, and I couldn't because it was back ordered. I don't know if they have a a ginger issue or a tin issue. I don't know what's going on with Zevia, so I had to order a different kind. And we live in Michigan, and if you're not from Michigan or the Midwest, you might not know this, but Verner's is a a Michigan soda. And some people, there's there's a controversy. Some people think that Verner's is ginger ale and some people do not. Some people think Verner's is not ginger ale. I am one of the people who do, do not think that Verner's is ginger ale. But Verner's makes a diet soda that is not sweetened with sugar and it doesn't have sugar or carbohydrates in it. So I decided to get some Verner's and some Canada Dry, which is a legitimate ginger ale. And Canada Dry has a, a zero soda, which is also okay for us to drink because I wanted to try it in place of my 
beloved Zevia. So we tried it. And Michael liked the Canada Dry. He did you like the Verners? Verners is not my favorite. It it's just like if you took the nice lightness of ginger ale and you amped it up and added a lot more sweetness and sugar, I think that's how you would get Verners. It's like it's too loud in its flavors <laughs> for me. Verner's is a lot more gingery and it it's it's called a ginger soda and it's actually made by Dr. Pepper, which I thought was kind of funny when I looked it up. Um, they used to be called a um, a ginger ale. Verner's used to be called Verner's ginger ale, but now it's called Verner's ginger soda. So there you go with that. I don't know. Um, I liked the Canada Dry, but I like the Zevia better. I do. It's, it's really, just... Really, you prefer the Zevia to the Canada Dry. I do. But I don't know that if I tasted the Canada Dry, I would probably be able to tell the difference. I think the Canada Dry tastes more artificial because I think the Zevia uses Stevia, and I think the Canada Dry uses Splenda. So... I think I would be able to tell the difference. I would hope, but I don't know. And I'm thinking ginger ale must be one of your favorite beverages of the ones that we have. You've yeah. been on a real ginger ale kick, at least of late. Yeah, I like ginger ale a lot. So we we tried the different ginger ales, and um, I, I don't mind the Verners. I, I like it a lot. It's um It's pretty good. It's definitely not ginger ale, though. It's It really isn't. It's different. Some people... Maybe it's extreme ginger ale. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I don't know. So we did We did try that. Yeah, we did. And um, going along with the, the eating thing, I made um, peanut butter cookies. And I used a new peanut butter. We use all-natural peanut butter in our house, and instead of the normal peanut butter, Crazy Richard's peanut butter, I used a peanut butter called Teddy's peanut butter. It did not. I mean, it went okay. It just... It was a little different. Yeah. And every peanut butter, every natural peanut butter lists their ingredients. Peanut butter, it's peanuts and salt, or just peanuts. And Crazy Richard's ingredients are peanuts and salt. Teddy's peanut butter, their ingredients are peanuts and salt. The problem is, is that they're, I think the fat content is different. So I think that Teddy's peanut butter has a higher fat content in their peanuts, which I don't even know how that would even work because peanuts are peanuts, right? I don't know. The peanuts, the, the cookies didn't, mix up well so they were very dry so I had to add a little bit of almond milk in order to get them to stick together it was a more challenging cookie so I'm I don't know the all-natural peanut butter it is so tricky and so the these are peanut butter cookies that are the uh like the peanut butter cookies from the 1950s so they're just peanut butter egg and sugar, but I use stevia. They are, they're tricky. They're tricky when you don't use regular sugar, I guess. Michael said they turned out fine. I tasted them. They taste okay, but all natural peanut butter, I'm telling you, it's a tricky thing. And I think I'm going to go back to my favorite brand, Crazy Richard's. Which favorite brands? You gotta you gotta stick to your favorite brands, I guess. Now here's something I didn't know. Um, there are actually four basic types of peanuts that oh. are used in the United States. Okay. There's one called Runner, Virginia, Spanish, and Valencia. Uh, the runners have become the dominant peanut grown in the U.S. due to the introduction of something called the Flow Runner variety in the early 1970s. Um, and that evidently was selected because it had what they say is a spectacular increase in peanut yields. 
Um, so they rapidly were uh, gained acceptance, and they're grown mainly in Georgia, Alabama, Florida, Texas, and Oklahoma. And they account for 85% of the total U.S. production. The Virginia kind um, have the largest kernels, and they account for most of the other roasted peanuts that are eaten um, or if they're eaten in shell, which is interesting. And those are typically grown in Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina and West Texas. Spanish, uh, are they've never really been my favorite. Those are the kind that have the reddish-brown skin over the top. They evidently are uh. often used for peanut candies. Um, this is more about peanuts than I ever even knew. Um, there was a new old Spanish variety, which was released in 2015 after extensive research, um, and it's high in oleic acid, which evidently is a beneficial monosaturated fatty acid. And then the last kind, Valencia's, um, usually have three or more small kernels to a pod. They're very sweet and are used usually roasted and sold in shell, which is just interesting. And those typically are produced in New Mexico. So more than you probably ever wanted to know about peanuts, but it's like... Is there a difference between different kinds? I wonder if all of the natural peanut butters that we use, if they use the runner variety, I would guess they probably do because it sounds like it's the most common. I don't know. But there was like texture differences. It was exactly the same ingredients as you normally use for your peanut butter recipe, but it did have some minor texture and flavor differences. Not bad, but... Yeah, crazy, crazy Richard's peanut butter is just, I I don't know what they do, but it is, it is a ton better. I've been using it for probably five or six years. And when I first started using it, you could only buy it online. And then they started selling it locally at Meyer, which made my life a lot easier. And the thing is, is it's less expensive than the fancier peanut butters the more or like even the peanut butter that says 100% organic you know all the fancy words on the front and crazy richards is just crazy richards 100% peanuts natural peanut butter that's all it says and it looks like a weird peanut butter because it's called crazy richards i, I mean, love the name what a weird name for a peanut butter but it is the best peanut butter and i just looked it up it doesn't have salt added it's just peanuts that's it the one thing that I find disappointing about Crazy Richards is their logo. Like, yeah, it, there is no logo. It's just, that's it. It has like a little, and they don't even use the main logo on the jar itself, but the logo on their website is like this little silhouette of a elephant, which yeah. is cute. But like, it's just this little kind of like emblem and crazy isn't like a handwritten wild font. And then... Richards is just like a serif type. I I would kind of expect Crazy Richard to have like a crown on some dude or a wild font. And like on their label, it just says 100% peanuts, much larger than the label itself. So maybe that's the crazy part of it is that they uh, are using 100% nuts. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. They do have cute pictures of kids with peanut butter containers holding them and laughing on their website, which is adorable. So they got their name because Crazy Richard started making natural nut butters in his home in Philadelphia in 1980. His friends called him crazy because no one was eating natural foods at the time. Richard responded, I am crazy, crazy about wholesome, clean ingredients. Crazy Richard. Crazy Richard. There you go. It's that simple. And it used to be called crema so it was like a rebrand right yeah we had jars of crema yeah obviously we don't still have jars of crema because that was a while ago but we've been eating it for a really long time and it's the it's the main peanut butter that we have and i think i probably had the teddy peanut butter because it was it was probably on sale on amazon and i was placing an order and I got the Teddy peanut butter and I as 
decent ingredients and I was making peanut butter cookies and the peanut butter cookies take a lot of peanut butter and sometimes Meyer is out of the Crazy Richards, probably because I'm one of the very few people who buy it from them. <laughs> and so I ordered the Teddies, not realizing that, yeah, different brand name. Oh, why do I do this to myself? They have a um, another product, which I feel like we should probably try to find and use. They say, try our new frozen fresh snack, Holy Rollies. Um, they have a six pack of Holy Rollies that's peanut butter and strawberry, which to me sounds delicious. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I can tell that you're super excited like I am about that. Well, I saw them on the website. I don't know. I didn't look at the ingredients, so I don't know if there's something that we can actually have. Most of those things have oats in them. So yeah. Wait, we yeah, really... they do. Five ingredients, peanut butter, oats, dates. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, they do sound delicious, but we can't have them. Yeah, that's, that's often how things work out. If it's new and delicious, we can't have it. But, yeah. but keto is fantastic. We, we're much healthier because of it. Right. So anyway, that's my peanut butter story. The end. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yep. So that's that. What else were we up to this week? Um, We played uh, the Switch. We played Mario Brothers. And I... You have to be specific because there's only like a bajillion Mario Brothers games. We played Super Mario 3D World. Bowser's Fury. Right. Yes. And I played as the... The Toad, Captain Toad. I, see, and, I didn't know that he was Captain Toad. I've always known him as Toad. Yeah. He made his first appearance, at least in the United States, in Super Mario Brothers 2 on the 8-bit Nintendo system. Yeah. Well, anyway. That's I, fabulous, I, isn't it? Yeah. I played as Captain Toad, and you played as a bunch of people. You played as Mario Mario. You played as Luigi Mario. You played as... Um, Princess Peach. Yeah, at the end, I, I played a little bit with as Princess Peach. She has, the different characters have different play styles so that it, it actually can make a difference. Like Mario's kind of the, the most general all around. Toad is kind of scrappy and strong. Uh, Luigi typically can jump higher. Which and, I am now just, I did not know this even as we were playing the game. I'm now just finding this out. Yeah. That you, the different people play different ways. I just push all the buttons and run. Yeah. That is and not, that's my play style. The, the thing that's cool about Princess Peach is if you jump and hold the jump button, she'll actually float for a second or two. So you, you can land easier or in different fashion. It allows you to play differently. So I was like, hey, I wonder if they still have that feature in here. Because originally Super Mario Brothers 2, that was the first time that you could play as the princess. And they had that as part of the game mechanic. And it's they still have it. It's cool found out nicole does not like princess peach <laughs> and evidently there's a lot of people who agree with her yeah princess peach i i'm not a big mario person but not like i don't i don't enjoy it okay let me start that over so i i'm not a big mario person as and i don't play mario games a lot but i don't like the princess because she feels to me like she is a helpless woman like she's a she just feels like a a spoiled girl like she can't do anything for herself like at the beginning of every level she gets herself kidnapped and she's like oh help me i can't do anything and then she leaves it up to Mario Mario and Luigi Mario and then those two schmucks have to go help her and then she's just standing there like she's not even ha trying to help herself like come on lady you know at least try to get yourself out and then I looked it up I found out she actually has a kid with the guy who kidnaps her every level and see that's something I didn't even know she's got a kid and the kid's name is Bowser Jr. 
Uh, I'm sorry, but if you have a kid with the guy who keeps kidnapping you, do you name him the name of the guy who keeps kidnapping you? And if he's kidnapped you <laughs> so many times. <laughs> I know. Like, okay, when did it stop being a surprise? Yeah, come on. I have some issues with her. She just bugs the crap out of me. Plus, I didn't realize this. She has a twin named Daisy. And I guess she involves Daisy in levels and she kind of abuses her relationship with Daisy. Yeah. Princess Peach they and I... need to I, have some family counseling in the Mushroom Kingdom, evidently. Yeah, there's a whole lot of drama going on. And I guess that she's got some some relationships going on with Mario on the side. What is up with those guys? I know that she makes cake for him. Yeah, she does. She, like, makes treats for him. What is happening? Seriously, Mario and Nintendo, what is happening over there? There's some things that are going on that I just, I'm not, I'm not okay with. And you kind of think that Mario at some point in time would be like, Oi, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> right? I know. And then poor Luigi, whenever the peach lady is in there, Luigi gets pushed to the side. It's like, eh. And he gets dragged into the whole mess right but and he's I, completely secondary and luigi i think luigi has a thing for princess peach so he's just kind of like oh i'll deal with it because you know i kind of i kind of like her no luigi you can do better you here, can here i thought it was just a, 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 a fun <laughs> video game and i found out that it's like a whole family feud of drama evidently and Nintendo, okay, the Koopa Troopas, the turtles, turtles cannot fly, okay, you're, you're screwing with my head. You know, turtles don't have wings either in real life. I know, but every time I see one of those buggers and they start flying, I'm thinking, oh, it's a duck, and then I have to reorient myself, ducks <laughs> don't have shells, and I'm like, wait a minute. Why in it's the not a duck. <laughs> why is that god dang thing flying? Ducks don't have shells, but it's friggin' flying. It's a turtle. Ugh. I always recognized the shells. That's like, okay, it's a turtle shell. The Koopa Troopa's heads always kind of looked like a turkey head to me. Like no. a gobble gobble type of a turkey head in terms of how its profile looked from the side. No, it still it still looks like a duck to me. It still totally looks like a duck, but just it's very off-putting. And then, oh, I, I have a lot of feelings about this game. And then the uh, the little plants that look like they belong in that movie. Oh, the piranha plants that look like they could be the Audrey Two from Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> We've been married for a really long time. Yes, that is exactly what I was going to say. We did not plan that. I just. <laughs> Yes, those plants, they not only go up and down, but they also shoot things at you. Yeah, they'll spit fire. And eventually, when you get far enough in the game, they give you this little glow plant if you hit your head on a, a question flower. mark. <laughs> <laughs> so the they little... give you a glow plant. It's, it's this trippy experience. The glow plant lets you shoot fire back at them. The problem is if you run into something or if something runs into you and you're not fast enough, they take it away from you. I love how you're explaining this. Like anybody who's ever played Mario, <laughs> this is like the most basic <laughs> fundamental dynamic of how the game works. And, and these games have been around since the early 80s. So it's like 30 years old. And you're like, but then if you get a mushroom, you can get bigger. But then if you get hit, they take it away. Oh, this It's adding a whole other dimension that I never got to enjoy before. And sometimes at the end of the levels, there's a guy you have to kill. There was one guy in a car, and I didn't understand you were was, kicking was soccer balls at him. Bowser was in a big, bad car. Okay, it was Bowser. Yeah. Princess Peach, the father, his her baby daddy, apparently. You were kicking soccer balls at him. I wasn't quite sure if you were kicking the the soccer ball at the car or at him 
and eventually Michael died. So it was just me. And I'm like, well, this is not going to happen. Like, my, my comment was, well, it's up to you now, <laughs> I thought, which is not a good yeah. sign. She's not going to be able to defeat the boss. And I thought, well, time is just going to run out because we're dead. It's just over with. And I got smaller and smaller. First, I lost the firepower. I was like, well, this is not great. And I was tall. And then I got shorter. I was like, wow, I'm really short. And Toad is short to begin with. So I now was, he's like itty bitty. I was so tiny. And these like pools of fire are showing up. He's kicking soccer balls at me. Pools of fire. He's shooting fire. It was an unfair fight. It truly, truly was. And they expect you to be able to use both sides of the controller at the same time while the screen is pushing you. Like you you aren't allowed to say, wait, time out. I need to reorient myself. Let me play this part of the game for just a second. <laughs> let's, let's turn all that other stuff off. It's very stressful. And so the screen is pushing you. He's throwing fire, soccer balls made of fire. And the bridge is getting smaller and smaller. I'm moving my hands. This should like become can... like a class action lawsuit. If you have experienced trauma playing the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers games, call 555. You may be entitled to compensation. On top of it all, there's a timer that's counting down. And I don't even... It was over. It was just... I was like, fine. You you win. You're, you're bigger than me. You're cooler than me. And... What what made it completely unfair when you hit him with a soccer ball? He didn't lose his firepower. He didn't get smaller. He just kept throwing crap at you, which not fair. He should get smaller, lose his firepower. Yeah. He should get a time out. I have a lot of feelings about this game that I did not realize. So did you enjoy playing the game? Yeah, it was okay. But some of the worlds I did not enjoy as much of the as the others. Which what, did you have any that was your favorite? Um, well, the fun funniest world was the world that you honestly played on your own because I played it once. And I thought, well, that's not going to happen again. It was the world that you got on the. What was that dragon's name? It wasn't really a dragon. Was it Nessie or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was Nessie. And I kept apologizing to Nessie because we kept killing her. She kept... She got thrown down water cliffs and... Yeah, she just kept dying. I mean, she just shoop right off the edge. Just goodbye, Nessie. And she kept coming back. I mean, I don't know where she went. She's like dragon heaven, but she just kept reappearing. I I enjoyed how the game was trying to teach us how to play the game as things were going along. And so it, it had like tips of like how to save and, and things that would happen. And, and it was like continuing to give tips by like the third world. So after you've been playing for an hour or so, it's still giving you tips. And one of the tips it gave you was if you have friends come over, you can have up to four people play. <laughs> <laughs> and my reaction was, Nintendo thinks that we have friends uh, who come over who are into games and would do this, which is not true in our case. Um, we're, we're on our own with that. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. You, you, have, to, you, you may have to have friends to... Uh, more friends for stuff. <laughs> Nintendo is pretty optimistic on our social life. And I still don't completely get this amiibo thing that they do. They they have yeah, like they... some kind of things that you can buy that unlock some other kind of inconsequential power-ups or something. They do it on Animal Crossing too. I don't get it. I just ignore it and move forward. I don't know. It is a fun game though. I'm, yeah, I'm we'll have to we play it again. It. We'll have to see how far we can get. I don't know. We haven't even tapped into the Bowser's Fury part of it. That is. Are you kidding me? No, that's. It's basically like two games in one. Um, Super Mario 3D World originally, I think, came out on the. Um, whatever, I'm blanking the name of the. It came after the Wii. It was like a mobile version of the Wii. And so this is like a refreshed version of that with better graphics and stuff. And then they added in Bowser's Fury, which is like a second 
expansion game mode where you get to team up fighting against Bowser. So huh. at some point we'll get to enjoy that. We may have to come back with an update. All right. The well. Wii U. The Wii U is what the other one was called. It was uh, trying to take the Wii and make it mobile kind of like the Switch is. Nintendo always does interesting things with their hardware in terms of innovating what you can do, how it works, and everything. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah, so that was we'll have that. to play it again. So. We, uh, shocker, we also watched some videos online um, over the past week. Well, we streamed stuff. We, we streamed video. We watched Netflix. We watched Pepsi, Where Is My Jet, which was a documentary four epi- three or four episode thing about a guy who did the Pepsi Pepsi it, it wasn't the Pepsi Challenge that they they were referencing <laughs> the Pepsi Challenge, which was a promotion from the eighties. Oh, but they in the nineties they ran a promotion called Pepsi Points, where if you got Pepsi products, you could accumulate points, and then you could trade those in for things like snazzy pairs of sunglasses or jackets or things like that. And so this was the story of the. Uh, marketing agency that came up with that campaign and they um is it a spoiler if we talk about what happened i mean this is in the 90s so there's like actually case studies about it in law school i don't think it's a spoiler because it's in the the zeitgeist it's in the the internet and everything i honestly had never heard of i mean I think I had heard of it, but I don't remember this happening. I Maybe I was too busy getting into college and going to college, but apparently this was a really big deal when it happened. I don't remember it. So they had a, a commercial, and it was really targeted towards like high school age and like plus or minus five, ten years around that. So it was uh, a kid who was... Bedazzled out in his Pepsi points gear, so he had the the aviator glasses and the leather jacket, and then he got into a Harrier jump jet and drove that to school because it was faster than the bus. And as they're showing these different things, they're sh- displaying how many Pepsi points each of them would be. And they get to the jet, and they say the jet is seven million points. the The mistake is they didn't have any type of disclaimer. Originally, they, they figured people would know you can't get a military jet. It's just, it's a joke. It's a gag. And some uh, person, and I guess a lot of people, took it seriously. And so we're trying to figure out how to get enough points to get this thing. And they found some loopholes and some tricks. And that's part of the interesting part of the documentary. And so they find a way to come up with the 7 million points and then they're like Pepsi where's my jet and all of the drama that comes after that and uh, just lots of interesting pop culture references connections to lawyers uh, that have been popular in recent times as well for trying to get a victory on very slim chances and the kid doesn't get his jet in the end no shocker there, uh, but it was an interesting legal case that they actually talk about in law schools now about how important disclaimers and things like that are. Yeah, I I have been thinking about it, and I I think that it was super frivolous. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> frivolous, I've, you say. I've decided that... The whole thing was over the top, and I realize when the kid started it all, he was a kid. He was maybe 17 or 18. I think he was like a freshman in college or something like that. Yeah, 18, 17 or 18. And Might have been a sophomore in college. And he was a kid, and decision-making power of children are greatly inhibited and but he did have adults in his life they showed the adults in his life he had parents who were around him he had other adults around him who were helping him make decisions 
And those adults should have said, look, you need to make better decisions. We need to talk about this. We need to, we need to focus your energies elsewhere because that's what adults are for in children's lives. <laughs> adults are there to refocus when decisions go badly, but kids are supposed to make bad decisions because that's how you learn. But adults are there to help when kids make bad decisions. So I think the whole thing was frivolous. He was offered, the kid was offered a substantial amount of money to drop the whole thing and he rejected it. And the parents should have at that point said, you need to take the money and you need to move on with your life. And he did not. And guess where he ended up? With no jet. <laughs> and he he could and have no taken money. he could have taken a settlement and made out pretty well on the deal and he was fixated on the jet and wound up with nothing in the end. He learned an important lesson, so I guess maybe that was that was good, but I I don't know. There's just something about it just rubs me the wrong way and I'll 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 think about it enough that I'll come up with it. Maybe it's like a Princess Peach thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that kid and Princess Peach are in the same boat. I don't know. Just something about it. I have my my things. Princess Peach and Teddy Peanut Butter and the kid from Pepsi, where's my jet? <laughs> <laughs> They're all on my list. So anyway, but we also watched some Christmas movies. And we tried to at least. Well, yeah. See, I enjoy a Christmas movie. Hallmark Christmas movies... I love them. I seriously do. And I am not a cheesy movie person. I don't like the the movies where they sit and talk about their feelings for 10 minutes. I do not like those because it's a complete waste of time, in my opinion. I just do not enjoy it. But I love a movie where Santa Claus has to be, you know, his job has to be taken over by another person. I love where... Um, Santa Claus teaches another person uh, a moral. I love a movie where there's time travel and Santa's involved. Any movie where Santa Claus is doing something, it's just a good movie. I don't know. I just love a good Christmas movie. And so, some of them are better than others. Exactly. So we, we, we came in very optimistically like, hey, this is going to be great. Right. Spirited. The Apple movie, the Apple television Christmas movie. It's, it's a big deal right now. Yes. And we made it about 20 minutes in before I turned to Michael and said, I'm not watching the rest of this. It's a retelling of the Christmas Carol movie, which is a great movie, but I, I could not watch the rest of it. It's got Will Ferrell in it who is in my favorite Christmas movie. I watch it at least four times every year, probably more than that. <laughs> um, Elf, it's my favorite Christmas movie. I love that movie. It actually lives on my phone, a copy of that movie. Why does Spirited suck so badly? It's a terrible movie. We wanted to like it so badly. It's yeah. like, how, how could this not, and like, the production is fantastic. It, it looks beautiful. It has, they, they spared no expense and it's just kind of meh. Yeah, it was not a great movie. So I'm guessing other people will watch it and love it and think we're absolutely nuts, but I don't know. I it think was... the only things that are really going to save it is if it's an audience who really likes Broadway musicals. Yeah. And... The songs aren't bad, but they're not really memorable, and it's just kind of, eh. Yeah, I did not like it. And it's got Ryan Reynolds in it. It's, it has, like, all of these big stars. So you'd think, hey, this is going to be great. The The magic did not click for us on that it one. Didn't. The other movie we tried was A Christmas Story, which was the retelling of... It's called A Christmas Story Christmas. Yeah, which was a re, which was the sequel, or the, yeah, the sequel to A Christmas Story, and it's when the Ralphie kid was is older. And I did not, maybe, 
Maybe I was not in a movie mood last night. Maybe I was just really tired. Maybe we need to try it again. I don't know. It just... You are not feeling it. Yeah. That one was was a little bit better, but it also... And, and we kind of discussed how we watched A Christmas Story recently, and it did for us, it did not hold up. That movie was terrible. A Christmas Story was awful. <laughs> we both looked at each other and said, what is happening? It's still a great quotable movie. Like, I still... I mean, the whole you'll shoot your eye out is hilarious. And the, you know, the kid getting his tongue stuck on the frozen pole. It has a lot of great moments. It's just there must have been something really good about the time and place. And being young when we first saw it where it didn't have to hit quite as high of a standard to uh, be successful. Yeah, so if you are a person who really enjoys the movie A Christmas Story, uh, we would like to know why and who you are in your your normal life because that's a terrible movie. <laughs> no offense to you, but that's a terrible movie. The other movie that I think it's a television series actually on Disney that we have not started watching is called The Santa Clauses, and it's a a sequel to The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. And I enjoyed all of those movies, the Santa Claus movies. And I'm actually nervous to watch it because I'm just thinking another Christmas movie that's going to suck. But yeah, I'll have to give it a go and Let's see what happens. Let's hope it delivers rather than disappoints. Because I really enjoy the Santa Claus movies. Again, Santa gets himself in a pickle and he needs someone to take over, and Tim Allen just fills the suit. It's just a fun premise. I don't know. It's like the Freaky Friday thing where people switch places. I enjoy movies like that. Yeah, it's just those funny. are pretty fun. It's just a fun movie. So we'll see. We will see. I don't know. We will. We will hope good hopes for it. Yeah. So... Anyway, moving on. So this weekend, what's happening is... I'm going to do some Black Friday shopping for some uh, essentials that we need. And it's uh, I've noticed that Black Friday has turned into an entire month. It's turned into kind of like an entire Black November of sales. I realized at the beginning of November, I started getting emails Everything was on sale suddenly, where before it was Black Friday was legitimately on Black Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving, and now it's an entire month of sales. So I don't know if it's because retailers are desperate for people to buy things or if it's just because they want people to buy more things i don't know what it is it's so weird it's one of the the biggest revenue generating times of the year for them which i can understand maybe it's because things are so expensive right now that they're afraid people aren't going to buy as much and so they're turning black friday into an entire month of sale prices i i don't know but Black Friday is definitely now a month. I Googled it. Is Black Friday now Black November? And a ton of articles came up. So it's not just me who's noticing it. So, And we've gotten lots of great deals. I mean, we've definitely participated and purchased quite a few things as part of this. Yeah, and I enjoy this time of year because it's the end of the year and it's when everyone decides to... Uh, make a promise to themselves to eat healthier and start taking their vitamins. And we we do that year round. And so the stuff that we use, like the, the Coromega fish oil vitamin that we take, it goes on sale. And then there's always coupon codes. So I get great deals. So I stock up for the year. And like the keto chow that you have for breakfast, it goes on sale really on sale and so I get a great deal it just I like this time of year because people start new diets (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's so the most wonderful time of the year. All the keto stuff goes on sale for, you know, a few weeks and I get the sale prices, take advantage of people's good intentions of starting the ketogenic diet. People need to uh, have New Year's resolutions multiple times a year instead of just in December. <laughs> we need to figure out a way to get people to do more resolutions so we can get more sales. That's right. More good prices for us. That's right. So I'm going to do some online shopping today, and Michael's going to snow blow again once the batteries are charged. Yep. Watch out, neighbors. If you have a driveway, <laughs> I might be clearing it for you. Yep. And yeah, that's it. That's all we're doing. Well, thanks for listening again to another episode of Not Just Rainbows and Unicorns. You can visit us at notjustrainbows.net. You can listen to this episode. You can access show notes. We always share a lot of links to the things that we've talked about. You can check out past episodes. But most importantly, you can add your comments. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about next. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, have a lovely week. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Toodles. Goodbye.